You are listening to OK Now Listen, a bi-weekly show where we chat about what's on our minds, what we're binging, and what's blowing up our timelines. I'm Sylvia O'Bell. I'm a culture writer, host, producer, and lover of Beyonce. And I'm Scotty Beam, a media personality, content creator, music enthusiast, and a wing connoisseur. Well, not anymore because I stopped <laughs> eating meat, guys. So. <gasps> There's that. Wow. Yeah, child. What a check-in revelation. <laughs> you really didn't even, That wasn't even in the script. I was like, wait, what? Mm-mm. Girl, I ain't eating it no more. I stopped. I just want to see what the difference is. People talk about it so much. So why not? Jesus. And I'm not doing this forever. Please do understand all you vegan people reaching out. That's going to give me these recommendations I never asked for. Listen, it's only be for a month. And then I'm going right back to steaks and chicken nuggets. Okay, that, that I can understand. I could take a month break off. I'm, I'm all for the breaks. It's like alcohol. Like, I'm never going to give it up for good, but I'll give it up for a little bit every now and then. Never. You know? Sorry. But I hear Love that. Love chicken too much. <sighs> well, on another note, I got to say, Scotty, I feel like we've really let our listeners in on a lot of what we've been going through these past few months. It's a wild, wild time to be alive. And even more wild time to be sharing how we've been processing all that with other people. You know? It truly is. I feel like our community circle has gotten so much larger since starting this podcast. It's a beautiful thing. And in the spirit of keeping our community in the loop, I feel like it's only right for me to share my future plans that I'm moving to Los Angeles. <laughs> if you can, I'm happy if you for can, my friend. If you yes. Can, if you can't tell Scotty's doing the thing where it's like you obligation happy, but internally <laughs> she's not happy about this. You can be honest, Scotty. You have my permission to be honest about how happy you are about this. <laughs> because I get I it. have law. I'm losing all my friends. I'm losing all my friends to LA. And that bitch is ruthless. That and bitch is so ruthless. I um she makes some great promises, you know, from what I've heard. Um, but you know, I'm sad. I'm sad. I am going to cry because when this is all over, whenever this COVID shit is over or whatever, who, what outside ain't gonna be the same? Ain't gonna look. Who the am same. I going to hang out with? Like, I'm not. I can't be outside with nobody during the summer. Who is still here? There's no one but me. <laughs> I'm still here, trying it's to hold on to this fucking and why state of mind. <laughs> Scotty, Scotty is in me. protest with her Tims and her Yankee cap. Dead, dead ass. ass. <laughs> with my dead ass ass. <laughs> She's always holding on. But how do you feel about it, Sylvia? I, like, this decision, because, you know, it was always on the horizon eventually. Like, I, I feel like I've done my 20s in New York. For people who don't know, I moved to New York City eight years ago for grad school. And I, you know, when I my, was 21, 22, and, I've, and I'm 30 now. So I really feel like... It's such a good chapter of time, and I wouldn't have wanted to do my 20s in any other city. But I do feel like, you know, this decision to move is a lot easier while the world is kind of on pause because for the first time in our lives, jobs are flexible. It doesn't matter where I'm working from. I love that we're getting past the idea of, like, having to go into an office or have to be tied to a place because I do think, like, it's making a lot of people think, like, oh, wait, now I can decide where I'm going or I can try new cities out and like shake up my life in this way that's very 
independent and I just feel very empowered about the fact that, you know, because I'm single, no kids and a bad bitch who can afford to do this shit on her own. I'm very, like, I love that I have the empowerment to be able to pick up and move like this, but I also do get that because we all are having to make these decisions, it's decentralizing us in a way that's very difficult. Like, to me, the biggest thing when I thought about it was, like, my friends, yo, my best, my, my best. I'm from New, like, we're from New Jersey, New York. Like, having my mom and my family right here and having my best friends all closest to me from, like, you saw my 30th birthday elementary school friends, high school friends, and, like, y'all, like, my girls in New York, I just... But then I think the other thing that was hard for me was realizing that, like, I'm not gonna see y'all this year. <laughs> like, I wasn't gonna see y'all this year. And it was like, well, I guess if there was ever a time to try it out, it's when I'm going to be forced to see my people the least, which is right now. Well, I'm happy for you as you being my <laughs> friend of course, that side of me gleams and I'm excited and I'm loving it and I'm definitely going to come visit you, of you, course. You got a whole L.A. apartment now. Just give me yes. a couple months to the get it together. The only way I would do it is if I'm bi-coastal and I, you know, I'm going to need a few more checks for that, <laughs> uh, that bi-coastal life. But there's another thing, too, with L.A., the experience that I hear about a lot, especially from black women, is that the dating life over mm. there is probably number one trash <laughs> that is I number mean, number two is new york number one is the struggle bus la dating life it definitely crossed my mind that i am going from the i am moving from the to the only place harder than it is to date in new york is la and so this is the i feel like i you know the, the meme where you're wearing the clown makeup like that's me getting ready to go LA single mm -hmm. I'm just putting my clown makeup on because I'm moving from the only city where it's harder to the next city where it's even more materialistic and superficial um so we got and to colorist and colorist and so we just gonna have to say all the prayers y'all for I feel like honestly though I feel like if I meet a man that like in LA it's gonna be really God ordained this man to be in my life because how else am I gonna meet him honestly but mm -hmm. that speaks to Kind of what we want to talk about on this episode, which is the struggle of being single and all of the things that come along with this wild, wild west of the world wide web of dating. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. So a little while ago, during my nightly Twitter scrolling, <laughs> I came across a tweet that felt so true that I had to read about 20 more times. And this tweet was from at the Kanova, and she said, I noticed when I tell people about my dating issues, they immediately say, but you're so amazing. Your person is coming or like you're beautiful. You're so beautiful. It's going to happen. And I have just got to ask, since when has a woman being amazing or beautiful guaranteed us a safe, fulfilled dating life? And my God, that <laughs> sparked a bunch of black women engaging with this tweet because it was like, literally, thank you. Including our own good girlfriend, Gia Peppers, Gigi. who added on, plus it's an incredibly frustrating experience to have a lot of men assume that men must be all over you when it's not true. And don't get me started on how I'm intimidating. And you know, we've had that talk with Gia, child. Yes, child. I mean, we've all had that life. We have that life. I remember reading those tweets and thinking, wow, like all these black women have this shared experience. It's kind of insane that we all can like relate. 
that's kind of nuts to me. It's nuts. Yes, because when we can come together in agreement, it's not. It's only about a few things we can always agree on. And so, like, that's how you know how widespread and prevalent it really is. And ever since reading right. those tweets, I've been thinking a lot about what it means for me to be single right now. Kind of like the how did I get here? <laughs> the why am I still here? <laughs> and am I okay with the, a thought or the idea that maybe I'll be single forever? <laughs> And I have to say, mm-hmm. just so y'all know, we brought looking for this conversation because I don't know why we're doing Lord. this to ourselves. <laughs> All right, child. I got tequila in a wine cup. Now, that's how you know. <laughs> I'm just We're going to do what we can. Let's just see where this goes, child. But if you hear a clink of a glass, that's why. Um, mm-hmm. So let's start from the beginning. I think it also happened, like, a lot of, I think, when it comes to the base of, like, singleness and relationships and why we choose or don't choose and make decisions that we make, it has a lot to do with what we were told about love and what we saw growing up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like we grew up to believe that if we made ourselves the best, like, if, you know, we were smart and had our career together and were a good person and did all these things, that it would guarantee us love or guarantee us a partner. And I realized that, like, oh, that's not true. I feel like what we've told, and I feel like you can speak to this too, what we've been told about love and what we've experienced and seen growing up were also two very different things, right? Which made it hard to believe like that, like how much of what you're being told like can happen if this is what I'm happening in my house. And I think growing up with some, to be clear, like my parents, they were married when they had me. You know, I, I had a traditional start in that sense. Like my parents... um. I was an only child for eight years before my sister was born. So it was like my parents were married for like 15 years. Um, But I would say that majority of those years were not like a happy, loving relationship that I was witnessing every day. You know, it was kind of like just like the coexistence with each other than like a that then me seeing romance or like you know how we used to see Claire and Cliff like dance in the living room or like kiss on each like I can remember seeing my parents maybe kiss each other a handful of times in, in, in 15 years. And every time I thought it, I was so confused because I had never, mm. even just like a little peck, I was like, what's it, what is happening? Like, what is happening here? What is that? What is, huh? Right. You know what I mean? So like, I think, and I think for a while, maybe I thought that like what I was seeing was unique and that every, like I, it was still possible because this maybe was not the exception. I mean, this was the exception more than the rule. But then you grow up and you meet friends and then me and you will have conversations and we'll be like, oh, so we both grew up without seeing love at home. Oh, and you did too? And you did too? And you did too? How the fuck are we supposed to make this happen for ourselves? (laughs) Right. And I don't think, when I speak about like growing up and watching my mother because I was born and I was raised in... uh, single parent home I had my father around for a little bit and then you know my father felt like once my mom left uh that if he couldn't have her then he got to drop the whole family um but that's so actually that's so crazy because that's similar but continue yeah yeah so I was raised in love right my mom literally showed me nothing but love, loved me with her full body, her full being, her full heart. You could never question my mom's love for her kids. Mm -hmm. But my mom never, never, and I love my mother, but my mom never placed importance on a man's love. Mm. Never made it a thing. 
it never was something, you know, to talk about. It was, you know, she'll talk to me about boyfriends and stuff like that. But men come and men go and, you know, you will continue to live and you will continue to to do what you do, which is live, baby. And, you you know, you do your best and you'll do. My mom would give me the straight, Shayla, good, independent woman talk. She was Gucci before Gucci. Shayla was like, boys oh, are girl, like buses. Miss one, next door, 15, one coming. Coming. Hello. Quickly. <laughs> um, so I have learned... From that, that I, I, I've never learned to love with both feet in. Mm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes so a lot of sense. yeah, shut up, Sylvia. <laughs> um, I've Sorry. never learned to love with both feet in because my mom has always been big on you know don't get too close. You know, watch what he's doing, observe mm. first. You know, always protect yourself first, and then. You know, you can love, you can do all those things, but make sure that you are good. And maybe I have taken that too seriously at times. <laughs> my mom is a very prideful human being, which is why she's raised me to be so prideful. Mm. Um, so, yeah, she's instilled those like, you literally can do this by yourself. Yeah. You don't need anybody. You can want somebody, but to need anything, you need no. to sit down and think about it. She's fiercely you know, she's independent. Really yes. And I think that like, the thing that me, your mom and my mom, I feel like have in common is how hard they loved us and how they taught us about, like, they are the human forms of love to us to this day. Like, my mother mm-hmm. poured all the love, I feel like, that she felt like she couldn't pour into the men in her lives because they didn't deserve Amen. it. She poured Amen. into me and my sister. And I love her for that because I do know what it feels like to be unconditionally loved. And that's an important thing to to know before you can give it, Right. But I do, and my, but the difference is that my mom is a hopeless romantic. Like, I get my hopeless romanticness from my mother. Like, the reason why I know Nora Ephron and Seals Magnolia and Sleepless in Seattle and all these early, you know, like at my best friend's wedding and Waiting to Exhale is because those were the books under her bed. Those were the movies she Aww. was watching, you know, and that yeah. I was stealing to go read. You know what I mean? And those yeah. were, like, she loves a romance movie. Like, if we're watching a movie, it's got to have a romantic storyline. Like, she loves love. And I think, like, for me, I think that's why I always grew up desiring it. Because, I like, it was definitely placed that importance in my life. But I think the thing is, is that, you know... It's, there's a thing to desire it and want it, and then there's a thing to know how to have it and get it and maintain it. And I feel like that's the part I did not get to see. So, Or for people like me who think that they're not worthy of it. Ooh. You can love it. You can be, I love love with all my being and heart. I, I will cry immediately. <laughs> it's not a coincidence to me that I was in a very serious relationship early on that coincided right with my parents' divorce, like, to move into our own personal experiences, where it's, like, I, while I've been single now for probably the longest stretch of time, I did not start out my dating experience that way. I, I was in a relationship from when I was 16 to when I was 21. We broke up for maybe a year at one point in between, but aside from that, we were together the whole time. Wow, and either we run towards love or we run away from it, right? And I feel like me and you did two different things initially. I definitely ran towards love when I felt like I wasn't getting it from my father anymore. And I feel like you ran away from it. I definitely ran away from it. <laughs> the fear of loss is, uh, and that's something, whew, that is something that I have a hard time with. 
So I try not to, I try to leave when things get too deep before, you know, um, I start to really put a toe in, you know, I just talked about putting two feet, putting a toe in is literally all the effort for me. Um, but I think when I lost my father, you know, shit to the streets, it was like, <laughs> not funny. I, just hate, like, I hate you because you like that. We really be laughing sorry, to keep we we be laughing to keep uh, from crying. Please know that about sorry, us. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, but I lost my father um, to the street. It was <laughs> it was it it was devastating. That was my best friend. You mm. know, that was my nigga. That was my homie, my roll dog. We go everywhere together at the time. So it, I found it very troubling and very hard to understand why you would leave me. And I think a lot of times in my past experiences with relationships I think yeah things are good now but there's going to be a moment where I have to go I have to leave I can't be here anymore because he's going to want to leave and I have to leave before he does because it's it it can't hurt it can't hurt like that I don't like to hurt like that I don't ever want to hurt like that so I stay away from stuff like that now I made the now I don't say I made a mistake because I don't regret it but I fell in love when I was 20 years old, 21. Mm-hmm. I fell in real, to me, real love. I know people are like, you were 21. It doesn't no, count. No, I, I, to me, I was shit, deep in love count. at 16. Y'all can't tell. We, we were together Girl. for longer than some marriages. So you I ain't going to tell me it wasn't real. We relocated together during college. You Hello. ain't going to tell me we didn't build a home. Listen. <laughs> right. Hello. So I, I thought that was it. I thought I found my person. I thought that was it. Literally, we we. We just meshed. We got along. We never argued. We like it just was it was damn near perfect. And I wasn't afraid to be in it. And that was the only time when I put both my feet in Mm. and then some shit happened where he cheated. And I said, of course, (laughs) you stupid. And I went on to the streets as well. (laughs) Right. I lost him to the street. Another one goes. That ass. Yes. That's true. So, yeah, I lost the nigga to the streets again. Again. The streets got two. I'm zero. So, I'm like, damn. like Undefeated. The streets. (laughs) Undefeated right now. So, that broke my heart. Right. Uh, And after that, I was like, oh, never again. You'll you'll never get me there again. Of course, I'm going to love certain people. I'm going to temporarily love people, but I'm never going to love somebody permanently. I don't think I, I have the strength to do that. So let me ask you, do you feel like you've, do you feel like, and we're not, we're going to, because we're sticking in the past, because we're going to get to your present. So not counting your present situation to help answer this yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, I'm not counting. I'm, no, 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 I'm, no I'm saying, counting. no, I'm saying I'm for counting. the question I'm about to ask you, I'm not counting this. Okay. How, do you feel like that was the only time? That was the last time you truly allowed yourself to love somebody. That was the only. That was the only time where I allowed myself to wholeheartedly love with my, f- like, like with my full with heart. With no fear. With no fear. With no fear. I really put, and you know, a lot of times that's another thing. I rarely feel protected. I'm not mm. one to feel protected by that's any. Real. Man, I've actually never felt protected by any man, but I knew that this man was working to protect me. He was trying to learn how to protect me. So I was cool with it, you know, and I was like, fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, So, yeah, that was the only time one time 
that I allowed myself to, and I say it, and I can't stop from saying it, be stupid. You know, see, that, and, and that's and I that's, that's, and that's I know, I know, to, I know. And we're I about to transition lot, into self sabotaging. I know, I we are because that's so where. Because listen, talk about it. Because listen, I feel like I. Because self-sabotaging looks different. And boy, let me tell you, when I, you know how you have the oh, things the that queen. you have friends of, like that you go to? I feel like what I love about me and Scotty's friendship is that we can talk about our self-sabotaging ass ways with no judgment because we both are want each other to get better, right? That's why I feel like we're a safe space yes. for that and our friendship yes. is. Um, but like I, I feel like my version of abandonment issues was I didn't want to repeat the feeling of abandonment, so I would hold on for too long. Like I would stay or not want to let it go because I felt like it, like ungripping my hands would mean I'd have to feel that abandonment again that mm. I felt when my dad left, and I don't like that feeling. And then and like mm. I had to, and my version of self sabotaging was like holding on too tight, holding on too tight when I knew things were going bad instead of being like you know what sis, you should let go, out of respect for mm-hmm. yourself or out of respect for what the both of you need you need to understand that you can be okay. And I think what I realized is that I was running towards love and trying not to let go because the second I did, I would have to face, finally face the the emptiness or the loneliness that my dad left me. Yeah. You, my very good dear friend, Scotty Beam, are, the, <laughs> are a motherfucking, are, are, you are a runner, right? Your version is self-sabotaging. Marion Jones in this bitch. You may, I will run. Like, I be having, to, when I know that Scotty is really, like, when I know that Scotty really likes a guy, and I know that she's about to try to find every reason to not like him. That's the exercise. It's like, she'll like a guy, and then she's like, okay, now let me talk myself out of this shit. And it's like, no, yes. don't do yes. it. I be ripping yes. up the list. I was joking with her when we were talking about this episode. I will take, like, I take I, like, I take one of her running shoes home with me, so she only got one shoe and can't <laughs> run as fast. Like, that's the, like, the metaphor of how I feel like what I do when I know that she likes somebody who I feel like is worth, because that's the difference, right? But we'll get to that. Not everybody's worth it. But the ones who are, right. Talk about that version of self-sabotage for you in the past, some of your past relationships even. Man, listen. Now, of course, I'll, I only count like, I only count like <laughs> two relationships that lasted for me, right? But I've been in a lot of, I guess, quote unquote relationships where I guess I was supposed to be their girlfriend or whatever, but my self-sabotage would be find something you don't like and run and get out. Use that. Because this Let is it too good. You. This is too good. This is too good. And I'm really, I'm one for like, oh, this is, I'm having a great time. But what is going to happen <laughs> when some shit happens, when some bad <laughs> shit happens? How am I going to get out of here? I need to get out. I need to figure out how, you know, how I'm going to deal. I already, I, I already deal with breakup before actually breaking up, if that makes sense. I put myself through the process. You're trying to protect yourself. You're trying to like, I've done that. Yes. It's like emotional cutting where it's like, let me, if I imagine and let myself fully feel the worst way this could happen, I'll be prepared for when that, it's like practice, rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I run, I run and I still have not found a good way to explain the things that I've done or the things that I, I kind of, you know, the, my running or why I continue to run or why, you know, it's unfortunately unhealthy, but therapeutic to me 
um, to run from men. I'm just very fearful of pain. And it's easier for me to drop. Once I run mentally, I leave it behind. Mm. I don't ever think about it ever again. There it is. I don't think about relationships ever again. If I'm the first to run and get out of here, it is not mental warfare for me. It's not, it's not any kind, it's not crazy to me. You know, I don't have to sit and harp on it. I am moving forward and that's all I'm thinking about. You don't feel like he got one up on you. It's a power thing. If I leave before you leave, I'm not the punk. I didn't take the L. That's your embarrassment. Well, and then I, I also mine. don't have to deal with the shit that I dealt with with my father, which is what was so bad about me that you didn't want me? Mm. You did not want me. Why? I did everything right. I was the perfect daughter. What did I do wrong? And for years, I stood there and sat there and tried to nitpick what is it about me that would make him decide to leave me altogether and my brother, you know? So I can't, that question hurts every time I hear it because I feel like it's the, it's a chorus that we go through, but it's not, it's not real. It's not the truth. It's not. That's not the real it's question, not. right? But it's hard to not ask it's yourself not. that. But I think as a teenager, as a baby, as as you know, growing up, yeah, you're thinking, what is it? Could what could I have done? What could I have done to keep him here? And I think a lot of times women think about that in their relationships. Yes. And I watch women, yes. and because I was raised with a bunch of women, I listen to women's experiences. Yes. I, you know, especially after breakups, I don't want to go through that. That's what it is. I swear to God, I don't want to go through that. I want to go through my own little breakup, my own little heartbreak, whatever it is that I'll tailor myself and put together myself. But that That's the, uh, mental Olympics. baggage of Ooh. what the fuck did I do? Trying to figure it out. Will not be on me. I refuse. So you don't have to figure it out when you're the one who does it is the difference, right? Like when you're the one who leaves, you don't have to figure it out because you left and that's the power move. Right. You know, one thing my mom did say to me, I remember one of the times I remember being really sad about the situation with my dad and feeling like he didn't love me was her saying to me, it's not that your dad doesn't love you, it's that he doesn't know how to love you. He doesn't know the proper way. Um, Nobody taught him. And, like, I think that speaks to the next part of this, which is, like, how do we get better over the years, what have we done to not repeat the past mistakes in a healthy way? Like, what lessons have we learned? Because I think, like, I don't want, like, I guess my biggest um, motivation sometimes is I don't want to have the child, like, I don't want to not know how to love my children the way they deserve to be loved. I don't want to not know how to love my future husband the way he deserves to be loved. So, Scotty, as somebody who has somehow... In a beautiful way. Somehow. <laughs> in a beautiful way. I, I try to turn it around. Somehow. <laughs> I said, wow, did I say somehow? I mean, no, somehow makes sense. In somehow. A beautiful, somehow. Yeah. You found love. We found love in a hopeless place. place. You found love in a hopeless place. Um, And I want, like, what, what are you trying to do, let's say, to not repeat the same mistakes that you've made before? So I want a healthier life. I I just want to be healthy <laughs> mentally. Um, after you know going to therapy for years and 
you know, um, working on myself. I think, oh, and Maya Angelou has this like quote that says, um, have enough courage to trust love one more time and always one more time. Mm. And so... I'm taking another sip. Mm. I... <laughs> Of course, guys, um, please don't. I don't have the answers. I don't have nothing. We are. The, you see, here's the thing: you always do. You feel like too much pressure is on you when you answer something. Just answer for yourself. Because answer for yourself. <laughs> answer for yourself. I didn't. I, I. I am trying to fix myself, but I've met somebody, and I did not mean to meet somebody. I did not intentionally date. I did not, you know go out there looking for my future, whomever. I went on a lunch. That, oh, God. I remember that lunch. <laughs> I went on a lunch that turned into almost a year now. Of lunches. You know, and a dinners. relunchship. And of lunches and, and dinners and, and breakfasts. breakfasts and <laughs> it sounds like when you say you take it one step at a time, one day at a time. It, it really is a one step, one day at a time. I am still learning about this new me, the better me, the me uh, that I'm, the better woman that I'm trying to be. So yeah, I, I'm growing. I'm growing. There's still a lot of things that I have to work on. But what? So what are some of the things that you are actively doing, like tangible things that you are doing to not, that you didn't do before? I am choosing that person every day. I'm go. choosing that person every day and I do it without hesitation. Mm. I try to at least do it without hesitation. I think more days I do it without hesitation than <laughs> I do others. Um, but I am choosing love and I am choosing him. And I think that's something, you know, although it sounds small to some, to me, that's a big deal. Um, especially somebody who, who flees all the time. Yeah. The, the we thing is crazy to me, but I'm learning about the we. I'm learning about the us and what it takes to be us and what it takes to be we. Um, and that's all that I can do right now, nigga. It's a lot. <laughs> that's a, it's and a that's lot. a lot. But you know what I think is like what you're saying is, is that like you're you're doing this in spite of the fear. That's what I'm hearing you say, right? Like you yes, have the and, fear and you're doing and it anyway. And for somebody who is a prisoner of fear, who was a prisoner of fear for a very long time in many aspects of my life, mm -hmm. this actually is the scariest one. I can do everything else right now. I literally can. I fear of anything else is I I'll do it. Love and loss. And they're hand in Those hand. Those two things. They're hand in feel, hand. You so you can't have shit unless you Right. Yeah. Damn. Hello. So I that's the scariest to me. It's a fear of mine. But I want you too, Sylvia, since you want to be asking me about healthy changes. <laughs> what does that look like? What the hell does that look like for you, nigga? You tell me. Oh, it's, oh, it's aggression on the back end. You're like, all right, you want to ask all these damn questions. Usually you get me in here. Literally, y'all choose white Got me sweating, she's nigga. Got, she's I am literally sweating. Every time I ask this her a question, she's motherfucking like, ooh. Um, you know what's interesting? Like I said, I think for me, it's it's, and that's so funny. I don't think until this conversation that I realized how much we are two 
different sides of the same coin. Where it's like for me, yeah. I've been single for these past five years. And it feels like a long time because it's the longest time I've been single as somebody who was ever of appropriately age dating years. But it's important. I feel like it was important for me because I realized I had to learn to be okay alone. I had to learn how to embrace loneliness, like fight loneliness and the fact where it's like I actually prefer to be alone in that peace and I prefer to not be right and I think I need I knew I needed to learn how to prefer my own peace than to prefer somebody else's chaos because somebody Shit. else was there say it again baby I gonna say it one more time for the people in the back I had to learn how to love my own peace more than I loved having somebody else's chaos because somebody else was there and that is the like I I had to do it because that was the only way you know, that whole idea, it sounds silly, the whole date yourself, love yourself thing. And I, I will never say I had such bad self, like, self-esteem that I didn't love myself. I've always thought I was a great person. Like, I've always been pretty confident in my abilities and stuff. But I think being alone with myself and being okay not having a man around for long periods of time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm talking like a full year, no man. That was a challenge I challenged myself with because... I I ha- I felt like it was the only way I was going to be able to not... If I could tackle what I was afraid of, which was being alone, I would then make smarter... De- I wouldn't make my decisions based off of that. I wouldn't stay longer because I didn't want to be alone. I wouldn't fear something ending because if on the other side of that breakup or on the other side of it ending is the life I have right now that I continue to give to myself, I'm okay with that. Right. And that's like, but so I had to become, it's kind of like confronting the monster in the closet. Like I had to open the closet door. Oh, it's me alone on the other side. Okay, so now we're going to be alone. Until that doesn't look like a monster, it looks like something we enjoy and love. And so that way I don't hold on to men too long. Because I, and sometimes to my detriment, because now I'm on the other side where it's like, I be dropping niggas and like, well, <laughs> like nobody, Hello. like I'm like, all right, Bye. well, sorry, you messed up, gotta go. And niggas be confused because I guess they're used to women continuing to put up with stuff for a long time and we'll get to that but for me it's been very much like understanding I love my peace yo and like I I had to so that was the healthy that was the healthy change I had to do I had to become and embrace being single so that no man would ever nobody can ever have the power over me that what are you gonna do if I go what are you gonna do without me I'm gonna be fucking amazing the way I was before you got here please this whole idea of how this has led to our own independence and standards brings us back to our good girlfriend Gia's tweet where I feel like she was tweeting for all of us because me, her, you, we have a good group of friends who are at a certain level of visibility. We have a certain level of access. We have a certain level of like benefits that come with who we are being seen with us. And some men see right. that as intimidating. Some men run for it to clout chase. Well, let's talk about it because I think that you and I, we are very strong personalities as you learn by listening to this podcast. <laughs> so how do you, I guess the thing is, is that like when we are women who, you know, for all intents purposes, have our shit together, right? Like we are financially independent. We're doing well. We're successful enough for people who are in our industry know who we are. We have a fucking po- Netflix podcast. I mean, hello. We're cute. Hello. We're beautiful. Our skin stay hello. glowing. Like what, hello. how do we, like, I guess the hard thing is, is like, 
how have you made peace with the fact that it doesn't guarantee you have anybody? Because I think for me, the hard part about this is, is that like the new millennial ways of flirting, I'm a passive ass dater. I'm a passive ass dater in the sense that, and you called me, you called me on this. Explain what that is, Sylvia. Passive means that I subscribe to what maybe some people will call an old fashioned idea that like a man should pursue me intentionally. And I, if he's not, do, and if he's not courting me, and by courting, I think a lot of people get like hung up on how it sounds medieval, but really, it just means that step to me with intention, bruh. Calculate your sh- even Michael, the greatest LeBron, in them calculate their shot before they shoot it. That's all I'm asking for. But I'm not okay. I think that this, okay. But I think that like we're in a world where we outnumber these niggas like no other. The ratios are off for every party, event, or club, or whatever bar we go to especially in New York City and will be continue to be my case in LA for every w- one of them there's 10 of us in the room right for them to pick from so it's like there's that to it but then there's also the idea that like I think the and here's the thing about my the basis of me liking to be pursued cuz it's not even like a like some like old patriarchal thing I think it's the thing that's like I'm so used to being the boss in my daily life because I run my life and I'm like, I have positions at work where I make decisions and I do all this. I would like somebody to take that over in my love life. I don't want to go from running my, like, all this shit, my own little personal brand, to running this relationship or running, like, this dating. Like, I want, if a man can't take control or if a man is too intimidated to, like, step to me, it's, pro- it's like, to me, it just probably is not going to work out. It's how I calculated no. it because it's like, I need somebody who isn't afraid to pursue me yeah. because if you're pra- if you're afraid to even step to me, how am I not going to end up walking all over you in this relationship? Doing the for real heel toeing right on your ass. Scotty knows this. I have to work on like sometimes I just be saying shit. I don't even realize that it sounds like I'm like belittling somebody or like shading somebody. I'm just very matter of fact a lot of times. And I'd be like, well, oh, yeah. this comes off kind of crazy, but it's, <laughs> it's just that. right. But because she's such a truth teller. That yes. I don't think she notices when it's a little brutal, it's a little crazy. <laughs> it's a little hard. You know, there could have been a better way to say it, but here we are. And because I think Sylvia is severely, and I know she won't agree, oh. but you're controlling. And I see it a I lot, especially am. now with working with you. I see it a lot where I'll just be letting go of shit. I'll be like, go, let Sylvia do it. Listen. Um, but. I think that reflects in your relationship too. And sometimes I just want you to just let go just a little bit. Let him do whatever he's going to do just a little bit instead of giving him your perspective every five seconds or telling him what should have been done or what could have been easier or whatever it is for you. Um, Read me You know, because these are human beings. These are people. Yeah. Sylvia wants the courtship. Yes. Sylvia wants the courtship. She wants all of it. But Sylvia doesn't go out. Before COVID-19, Sylvia will talk about... I'm sorry. I love you. (laughs) No, go ahead. Do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Say what you got to (laughs) say. But Sylvia will talk about courtship and wanting to date, but will never step out of her home in Brooklyn. And the one time that she does, she goes, see, look, nothing happened. Well, nigga, you got to go out more than once a month. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Give yourself some grace. Give these fucking outings some grace. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) Sylvia's just a bit... (laughs) She's patient, but 
she's a bit impatient when it comes to the dating life outside of her home. I don't know what happens inside <laughs> her home. Let me tell you why Scotty's, but, you know what's the way, Scotty's sugarcoating it, because the way she said it to me, I'll never forget, because she read the shadow oh, of me. She, she was very much like, you think that the man for you going to knock on, magically know your apartment, knock on the door and come see knock you? Knock on your damn door. But she also right. says this, but she also does this when she wants me to come out with her and I want to stay in the house. <laughs> so she be trying to use it multiple ways. No, I tell your ass that all the time. All the time. I feel like the intentional part of it, and this is also where we differ because we were talking about this earlier, like happens before you go out, right? Like the intentional work I do is knowing what my negotiables are, knowing what my non-negotiables are, you know, making a little list of the things that matter the most to me so that I know when I meet somebody and I don't get distracted by the the good looks or the good sex or whatever else may be involved that distracts us often as women to be like, okay, but let me refer to this list. Okay, so this this dude don't got none of the things I'm looking for actually. And so I should probably not spend my time here. Yeah. And what are the new min- millennial ways of flirting, by the I, way? Because child, niggas, if I get one more eye emoji in my DMs after I post a selfie or like a gift. And what you say back? And what you say back? I, you know, I've come to just posting the eye emoji back. Like, the what, we just here looking at each other? Like, we just going to look <laughs> at each other together? Like, why are you like, I, mean, I want yeah. to like, what you got to say? Why? What What you put? Sometimes I'd be like, yes, before. question mark. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. but it's like, I just learned like men are not used to, I don't know. How, like, I, I, I'm not here to blame women about nothing, y'all. But I don't know why, like, when I am looking for like men act like I'm the first woman who's asked them for a little bit more effort than anybody else in their life where it's like. Oh, you mean the eye emojis didn't work? You're not just gonna now do all the work now. Well, you know hold I'm on interested. now, hold on now, hold okay. on. Okay, what? Because I don't know how to flirt. There's a lot of men too. You know, there's a lot of people that don't know how to flirt. Yeah, I'm not good at flirting. I use my eyes, and that's all that I have. But you have some me. very, you have some ve- like your your eye. You have some very like you and Lakeith, yo. Y'all know y'all can give the looks. Not everybody has that. Oh gift. yeah, I can give you, but but if if I'm not face to face with you, how do I flirt? You mm. know what I'm saying? So the reason why I'm in a relationship <laughs> today is because I like three three photos from 105 weeks ago on Instagram. <laughs> Did that make him DM you when you liked the old photo? Yeah, he DM'd me. What he, he said? Do you mind he, sharing? Well. I liked it, and he liked some of mine, and then he followed me, and then I followed him. Uh-huh. And then he DM'd me when I was going to some event or whatever. I had something going on. He was like, um, RSVP, see you there, or some shit like that. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> oh, so we're going to do this in person. Got it, cute. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm afraid to, like, shoot my sh- I think it's I have a fear of rejection like most people. And, like, I don't, I'm not looking for active reasons to be rejected. But like I said, I also like be pursued. I think my problem is I be playing it subtle and I often get friend zoned as a result. I'm often like the homegirl and not the girlfriend majority of the time. Do you have any friends that you would date? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I'm and I I hear it's an Aquarius trait, but I want the person, my partner to be my best friend. Like I want yes, a friendship yes. base. Like, but I also like it because so much of what I want in a relationship is fueled by a good friendship. Sometimes when I have a good friendship and I'm attracted to that person, I can't help but think, well, why the fuck are we not together? Or sometimes because I'm such a good friend, I guess I feel like I get confused about when men treat me the way they would 
treat like a woman who they're dating as far as like calling often, texting often, us having deep conversations, mm-hmm. all of these things. And even like, you know, like the physical chemistry being there in person and that varies from person to person. But I've even had guys who it's like, you know, like we've, you know, physical things may happen, but then it's like, I'm always ju- like, they still just treat me as like a friend. And then, you know, usually it's under some type of a guise of, like, I'm not ready to be in a relationship right now or something like that. But then when they right. are, they don't ever come circle back to you. The next thing you, do, you learn that they're, they're, they're ready to be in a relationship because they're with some new bitch. And you're like, oh, so I guess I guess whatever you were struggling with, you dealt it be, with. Because it'd be toxic bitches like me that say, <laughs> oh, you're not, ready for a, you're not ready for a relationship? Heard you. And then <laughs> get Please you all invested. <laughs> And leave you. Now, I've done that before. Now, damn. But no, I mean, don't, that's... don't challenge me. Don't say that you ain't looking for. Oh, you looking? You're not looking for See, I guess that's the difference. I respect niggas' wishes. You tell me you're not looking for this shit. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you, yeah of you. course. I don't right, know, like... of course. And you are you stay true to what you have going on. You know, but me, back in the day, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yo, you. oh, you're not looking for nothing? Me neither. And I want to see you stick to that. And then when you don't stick to it, my toxic ass be like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Told you. Told well, you I don't guess, have it in you. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that my biggest flirting issue is, is that I guess the ways I f- show interest, somehow it always just turns into me being good friends with that guy versus us being. And I guess it's because I'll make myself available to them in a way for us to be able to like, that's that's me leaning in, right? Like I lean in. Now you see I'm interested take it across the board but then it's like a bunch of niggas who just never take it further so that we're just uh, now i'm just stuck with a bunch of guys who i would have dated but are just my friends now and here we are i just i really wish i i think to me that's the biggest mystery for me is that i mean some guys have told me actually there's one guy in particular who had said like because i'm just this great person or whatever they kind of put me up on like a trophy on a pedestal that they're not worth having which is sometimes true I, some niggas be lying, but some niggas <laughs> no. Some niggas do be lying, but also that is some. That's true. I've been told that once. I've been told that where he said, "I gotta have my shit together," and I don't have my shit together. But then, I, but the, the difference is the difference is it's not even that. But it's like, but you're with somebody now, so you just decided that you would rather risk it with that person and risk it with me is how I have is the way I can take because it because they don't well uh, I know it's how what were you gonna say though I just <laughs> no I, I <laughs> because it's both from uh, I would love to have a conversation with a man about this because you might have an honest man on. a an man honest. that ain't lying trying to sound <laughs> good on our man. podcast an honest nigga that will be real on this podcast until right. we find one we will continue to have this <laughs> the conversation search continues <laughs> the search definitely continues. But I do believe that they don't want to hurt you, too. They are going through a lot. Uh, we have to notice, so these men are human beings, too. They they have their own baggage. That's what I do give it. Like, when they say it, I get it. But then if you choose to be in a relationship with somebody else, how else am I supposed to Because they don't it? see them as serious. They no, but if they are in a serious permanent. relationship with somebody else, like, if it's... It's like it's been if it's if it becomes serious, it's like you chose to risk that with that person 
over me. And the only question I can, like, it's like, I'm not going to sit here and ask myself those insecure ass questions as of why. But I will say that, like, a lot of my homeboys, whether whatever stage of life, because it's not, it's not the case. Let's be clear if you're a friend listening. I don't have crushes on all my homeboys. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there None are. None of y'all some, niggas could get it. Not some, one. There's some of, there's some, a couple that, like, where it could have been something else, but. It never turned into that. And I can't, I, I can't, and I know a lot of, because even Jasmine Lawson, one of our producers on this show, she tweeted about how she is constantly always the friend, never the girlfriend. And she's a great girl, right? I think it's a real thing that a lot of women deal with. But I don't think men have the answers. Because even when I posted those tweets, I was literally like, niggas was in my DMs like, how you're so great and single and i'm like nigga you are you guys are literally niggas who are my friends who have not tried to be more than my friends and they're telling me how you can't believe i'm single and i'm like if you can't believe how come i'm single why didn't haven't you tried to date me i feel like the, whatever the answer is is the answer i don't know so i don't know niggas uh let me know using the hashtag okay now listen yo use the hashtag niggas Niggas who don't lie, which is none of y'all. But if it just happens to be one of y'all out there, hashtag okay now listen and tell us your answer. Um, I do want to research this. Like I, I want this will be an ongoing segment. I want the truth, like nigga. My, my apparently my love life depends on it. I gotta figure it out. This ain't got shit to do with you. This has shit to do with them. Whatever baggage or shit that they're holding on to, whatever they're going through, whatever you know, uh, past experiences and adolescent issues that happened back then, that's what they're dealing with. And this has something to do with them. I want them to answer. You ain't got to answer not a damn thing, Sylvia. And but don't them, you open you your mean, mouth to say not a damn thing all right. else after this. All right. I'm done. Now. And so until they do, this is more about how do we become okay with the idea or the acceptance of being single forever. Like I ask myself this question. Am I okay with time. being single forever? Is a, a real ass question that it always circles back to because like you said, like uh, we I'm doing all the right things. Everything is great. I've I'm still single. Not not because I'm not sitting here pretending niggas haven't tried cuz that's not what I'm saying. But nobody's tried really. So like the question is is like right. What can't, is that is that a concept you can make peace with even if your relationship doesn't work? Because, like, sometimes I'll see, like, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross talk about how happy and fulfilled right. she is. But now look at her and them have family Christmas photos surrounded by all her brothers and sisters and their husbands and wives and their kids. And I'm like, is she really happy? And I believe, like, I, all I can do is take her at her word when she says she's happy. But I don't know if I could be. And I feel weak for feeling that way. I feel like less of a feminist for feeling that way. I feel very backwards for feeling that I need. But I want kids. I want a husband. I want, I think a lot of us want, one of my greatest desires is to create the home for myself that I wish I could have came home to as a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, I had to pause when I said it because I was like, damn, but it's like, I want to create, no, like, I want to create the home I could have come home to. And I think if I, while I am extremely happy, I've loved, like, I love, like, I've, I haven't even been stressing during quarantine. Ask Scotty. I haven't stressed throughout at all about, like, I've been good here by myself literally since March. But there's a difference between a year, two years, four years, five years, and forever. And, like, right. now that I'm entering my 30s, in the five years, I'm going to have to start asking myself some real fertility questions. You know what I mean? It's like... 
I don't know right. if I, I I think if I'm being 100% honest the answer for me is no I would not be okay with being single forever how about you <laughs> <laughs> ask myself this question <laughs> ask myself this question a lot I ask myself this I've been asking myself that question since probably high school I want my kid this is another thing. I have been, I had said this to you before, Sylvia, where I've always seen myself as a single mother because my mom was one. So mm-hmm. whenever I talk about my future, my future never involved a marriage, <laughs> never involved an extra person in this house. It is, it's involved, well, it's involved kid. a kid and that's, so that's about it. Because I can never make myself picture having kids without a husband. I, I believe no, no, no. I know that's a real thing. Like I, I haven't yeah, been I've able never, to picture never... it the other way around. Even though my yeah. mom did was like for fifteen, from fourteen to twenty, like whatever. It, it was just her, me, and my sister. It's been her, me, and my sister since right. I was fifteen. So right, and I'm sure I think about letting you know my mother down, or letting the family down, or letting people down with like not actually having. Uh, husband or something like that I think about that often or disappointing my family with that but my family don't have much room to speak sit this one out you should have ate your food on that one um but but I I think I would be okay um do I want it no mm. I don't want that but if it does happen to me I will survive. I will be okay and I think my mom has made it a priority to seek happiness outside of relationships. So I think there is a way or for me to be happy without one. Mm, mm. I think I'd be sad about it. Certainly. Absolutely. I think there'll be moments where I'm very sad about it. Um but I'd be okay, and I, I would find happiness elsewhere. Yeah, I would definitely find a way to deal with it. It's not what I want, but like like you said, what I do know, and I think this is what's the difference between Sylvia, grown-ass woman Sylvia, and like teenage Sylvia, is that mm-hmm. I'm not willing to compromise my peace for a relationship or for the hope of that household. Absolutely not. So Absolutely while it not. is what I want and what I hope and what I pray for, I'm not going to do it at the detriment of myself and my sanity Absolutely. and my peace of mind. So let's just hope the two can coincide. I'm still going to get mine. And that's and, and that's, a, <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> this, do not confuse any of this <laughs> with the idea that we are not, have not, and will not continue to get ours on the side. We just oh. meant that in se- we're talking about serious love, growth, serious love, not the, not the fun One stuff One day we'll on the talk left. about, yeah, we're going to talk about our uh, hot girl. Set. We're gonna have a hot girl episode. My mom, Monday. I'm gonna need a passcode so that no family member can access the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happens, but oh, this was a great conversation. And this I, you know, great. I may have more questions and answers always, but I'll definitely be taking this insight with me to California. And I promise to keep y'all updated <sighs> on how that goes. I love you, Sylvia. I love you too, girl. I'm glad you love me because I don't got nobody else. Girl, you better love me. Spend time loving me. <laughs> All that extra love. You can love me, nigga. Love me enough to stay your ass here. How about that? <laughs> All right, next segment. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Now is the time where we put y'all on to things we enjoy in hopes that you can enjoy it too. Sylvia, what are you recommending this week, sis? We're bringing a whole new meaning to enjoy <laughs> this week. We are talking about because enjoy. We are talking about N, the letter N, joy, and sense that to keep in theme with our conversation about being okay and singleness and all of that stuff, I'm going to recommend one of my favorite vibrators to the people. Because sis, mm-hmm. when you're trying to, you know, get 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 that self-love in, this will mm-hmm. have a healthy dose. Cause nothing's more powerful than a woman who's able to give herself her own orgasm and does not mean mm-hmm. a man to achieve so. So Amen. Self-love is a different, it has a lot of different meanings. We don't talk about this version enough. I want to recommend one from our good sis at the, from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Candy Burris. (laughs) (laughs) Candy Coded Nights. That's what I was thinking when I think of it. But she has a whole line of toys, honestly. And um, she once sent me a package, um, apparently on National Orgasm Day, and it had her candy kisses in it. And that is the lipstick version of her vibrator. And what I appreciate about this vibrator and why I'm saying it specifically is because if you, like me, are somebody who likes to be discreet about your stuff, it's perfect because it literally has a cap on, like it looks like a lipstick. You can, If you want to travel with it in your makeup bag and, you know, security wants to like run your shit, they won't know that they're looking at your vibrator mm. when they see it. If you accidentally leave it out in your apartment, your mama won't necessarily know. Well, now mine will. <laughs> but your mama won't necessarily know that it's a vibrator. <laughs> That you're looking I mean, at. if your mom isn't insanely like nosy, <laughs> yeah, yes. and it opens it up and it's like, yeah, but like, your mother, yes, my mother would find out. And I, it's it's one of the smaller ones, so it's basically like for clit pleasure mostly. Like, it's not one that you insert in yourself; it's just one that you put up at the top to get the job done. It has multiple speed options, which is always great because no one orgasm is the same, and it's chargeable. Mm-hmm. We love a charger, and mm-hmm. it's quiet. And I love that mm. for those of us who especially don't live alone and need just like mm-hmm. a quiet hum and not for the whole house to know you trying to get your rocks off. <laughs> <laughs> and it's waterproof because as somebody who loves a good bath. Yes, Let child. me tell you what happens when you lay Hello. in the experiences. <laughs> okay, so Scotty, right. what is which vibrator are you recommending for the people this week? Listen, I might have to purchase some of them candy kisses coded (laughs) but (laughs) but you know all right first of all i have to come clean i have a massager you know from brown sugar where queen (laughs) from brookstone she got from (laughs) right she got a brookstone massager i'm one of those just like just like sid it's a vibrator (laughs) but (laughs) i'm going to recommend the Marilyn waterproof vibrator it's on babeland.com. It's $23.99, sis. It's in stock. <laughs> it's affordable. Okay. Okay. $23.99, which means, you know, because you could buy a few, a few vibrators, too. You know, uh, have a few in your drawer. Don't have just one, a trusty, dusty. That's what I have. That's what I have, dusty. too. We're, we're, but don't I want, be like I want us. options. <laughs> so I got to give me some options. So we're going to buy this together. Yeah. Um, but this together. is, um, it requires two AA batteries, yes. We're going old school with it, but it gets the job done. <laughs> um, and it's classic. It's cute. And it's, it's like, 
It's nice and sleek, <laughs> classy. Describe it like it's a car. <laughs> it's classy. Um, it's also waterproof. Yeah, and, you know, the intensity is there. So it gets intense. And for people like me who only ride on the highest, <laughs> the highest of speeds. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, you said rise on and start that. And it just really took the sense to hold on. I am a speed demon. Please, you know, try that intense level out. Um, yeah, Woo! but please enjoy yourself, <laughs> sis. Also, just because you got a man don't mean Talk that about you it. have to stop masturbating. Talk please about continue it. to masturbate Talk because that saves relationships. <laughs> it will- Save your sis. Okay. If you guys are going in as a team, the team effort is uh-huh. orgasm should be achieved. Sometimes a nigga mm-hmm. can achieve. Listen, if you listen, women, we lie a lot about orgasms. Listen, be honest with that man. Y'all should oh do God. what it takes to get it together. And no man should be intimidated by bringing a vibrator into the bed mm. if that's what you need to finish it off that night. Not saying it has to happen every night, but every now right. and then you need a little something extra and that man should be man enough to pull out that thing and make it happen for the both of you because you deserve. One day we're going to have a real sincere conversation about us lying to these niggas about <laughs> orgasms and if and whose <laughs> pussy is theirs. We're going to really <laughs> dig in deep. And get our hands dirty because I know which one of y'all, which one of y'all is lying to these niggas so that they can pass on and give that dick to everybody else after you. And be confused. That shit is petty. And we're going to have a conversation about it. We're going to really sit down. We're going to have a red table talk. We're going to have a red table talk. Because I am sick of y'all bitches. All of us, really? Y'all going to sit there and lie to that nigga about his dick and then I'm going to be the one to give him the bad news? I'm the villain, and I be that. I be that. Anyway, <laughs> yes, girl, stop lying about the dick. Oh god, stop lying about the dick, please. So yes, anyway, these are our vibrator uh, suggestions. Enjoy yourself. Sis. We are putting you meantime, on. We are putting you on to the pleasure. This quarantine. Um, it's for the both of you, honestly. And men, if you're listening, get this for your girl. Be that boyfriend, okay? Don't don't be that. Be nigga. that. Don't be yes. that. One. Don't. Be just be a man about, about it. it. <laughs> that is another episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Our show is a production of Pineapple Street Studios in partnership with Netflix and Strong Black Lead. Shout out to our team. Executive producers are Agarenes Ashagre and Jasmine Lawson. Our lead producer is Jess Jupiter. And our music is by Amanda Jones. Special thanks to Max Linsky and Jenna Weiss-Berman. Make sure you share your thoughts with us on the episode using the hashtag OKNowListen. Follow Strong Black Lead on the socials at Strong Black Lead. And follow us too. I'm at Sylvia Obell. And I'm at Scotty Beam. Until next time, folks, stay blessed. Bye.